afternoon, everyone. You are listening to the Looking Up program coming to you live from the Hunter region. My name is Sharissa and I'm joined here in studio today by the wonderful Pastor Danny. How are you, Pastor Danny? I'm praising the Lord, my friend, on this uh, deliciously delightful sunny day. (laughs) It's just delightful out there. Beautiful. Praise the Lord. And we also, our producer, Shell, is not with us today, but she has got the trusty Pete. With us. So oh, he's so, a wonderful offsider. Yeah, a wonderful offsider. We're so thankful for you here, making us heard. <laughs> Otherwise, we would be a bit stuck. <laughs> Anyhow, we are looking forward to a good program today. And what is our subject going to be? Once again, once again, that's the million dollar question. <laughs> What's it going to be? We will all find out, including myself. Well, today we're going to continue um, this journey that we've been on. We, we haven't had a chance to really connect. I think the last time we connected a couple of weeks ago, uh, Charissa, we looked at what was making news around the world from a prophetic point of view, and there was so much, and I think we spent pretty much the whole show uh, right. dealing with that. So there's a backlog, All literally right. a backlog of <laughs> of prophetic current events. And so we want to be going through them um, and helping people understand how this all fits in with the soon return of Jesus. That's why it's called The Looking Up Show. I'm excited. I'm really excited and I'm looking forward to our conversation. And also, because this is a live broadcast, we would love to hear from our listeners. So if you have a comment that you'd like to make, something you'd like to contribute to our discussion here or the Bible study, maybe you have a question or even a prayer request, please don't hesitate to text us a message on 0488-817-624. That's 0488-817-624. And also just a reminder, Grab the app, the Faith FM app, if you haven't already. Put it on your phone, download it, keep it there, because then as you're driving around, no matter what the the uh, radio towers, if they can reach you or not, at least you have access to mm, uninterrupted amen. Faith amen. FM. And there's so many good programs on this channel. And then they can listen to what they've missed. That's right. In fact... All of our um, programs are uploaded as past episodes. They're all there from 2020 Podcasts. when it all began. There you go. Yeah. So if you've got nothing else to do. Yeah, absolutely. Just binge away. <laughs> uh, you'll enjoy that. And uh, um, on that note, we should also remind you there's a Faith FM website, faithfm.com.au as well. Well, it's been a little while since we've mm. been here together. Mm. Um, did you go away anywhere? Um, no, I didn't go away, but okay, I know I that did. you did. Where, did. where did you go? I was up on the Gold Coast oh, uh, last nice. weekend. Yeah, Justin and I, my family went up because my grandpa turned 90. <gasps> the big 90. The big That's big exciting. Nine-o. And actually, when we went to get him a 90 balloon from Kmart, they didn't have any more nines. But not to worry, you just get a six, turn it upside down, oh, there you <laughs> and go. there's your 90. The pragmatic Charissa, always, you <laughs> always you can rely on her. Well, we're going to listen now to Tori Harris bring to us a beautiful song, Face to Face, after which we will dive into our current events as they relate to Bible prophecy. Breath of heaven, come and Dwelling us, our hearts renew. Fire of God, illuminate, enkindle flames of truth. Face to 
face-to-face and this is the Looking Up program. Today we're coming to you live here in the Hunter region for it's Wednesday the 13th of September. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Wow, we're in September already. Time is flying. Flies spring, flying. springtime. We're in spring. And the Summer's, weather is very springy. Yes, it's gonna it be, is. I was looking apparently it's going to be like 30 or so on the weekend. Right. Can well, you believe it? For the it? rest of the week the temperature just keeps hiking. Wow. Yeah, but then it's going to drop next week, but it doesn't matter. So there's going to be a climate change next week. That's right. Okay. <laughs> well, Pastor Danny, what what have you what would you like to bring to the table oh, for our well, listeners? Okay. Well, before that, before I tap into some current events, just uh, a, a quick plug. Um, there is a Daniel seminar going oh, yes. on right now. You may have heard about it. Um, a young man that I was blessed to do Bible studies with and baptize him, um, Sam Branster, mm-hmm. and his sister Leah, who you are well familiar with. And they are running um, a seminar. Sam's leading out in a Daniel seminar. So it's really good. I went to the first one. It started on Saturday night, 6.30, Uh at the Dora Creek Seventh Adventist Church. Great. So if anyone's living around the Dora Creek area, feel free to um, go along. So it's 6.30 every Saturday for 12 weeks. So it started this past Saturday. And There's 12 if, chapters in the book of 12 Daniel. 12 chapters so. in the book of Daniel. So, yeah, they're kind of um, not sure if it's, if it's going to be a chapter a week or if he's taking some of the main portions. But either way, it's, it's 12 sessions. Yeah, going through the main aspects of the book of Daniel. Mm-hmm. So it says here on the brochure, discover how these ancient prophecies explain the past, make sense of the present, and give hope for the future. Now That's, that's a, what we want. That's what we want, hope for the future. So, yeah. If you're not able to be there and you want to, you, you, you want to check out this seminar, you can actually watch it. They're live streaming it. Mm-hmm. So on their Facebook page. So the Dora Creek Seventh Adventist Church Facebook page and it should be there Great. at 6.30 on Saturday night. Also, uh, not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday, which is what? Um, uh, September 23, mm-hmm. September 23 and September 30, the, the one after that, I'm running a Living Abundantly seminar up in the Tweed. Okay. So if there's any listeners up there in the Tweed, I want to invite you to come along. Um, you're most welcome. So that starts uh, 10 a.m., 23rd of September, and I'm going to be taking a look at six subjects over those two Saturdays, 23rd and the 30th of, of September, all in connection with how we can live the abundant life that Christ wants us to live. So looking at health and well-being, the holistic message of health and well-being, six different subjects that people will really be blessed by that are tapping into the blue zones. Ah, yes. Yeah, which is on Netflix. Did you know? Yeah, there's there's a Blue Zones series that Dan Butner has put onto Netflix. A series. A series, a four-part series so on Netflix. Of, about each of the people groups? Or yeah, just yeah, yeah. All, 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 no, all five, all five groups. And right. he talks about some other things as well. But, yeah, he mentioned Seventh-day Adventists there and Loma Linda. And, um, yeah, so that's on Netflix. And so that was very timely. That's Speaking come of out. which, when I was in California, I stayed at the house of a retired, well, yeah, a retired heart surgeon. 
who still goes and helps in heart surgeries at the you know he's, he's in his mid 80s wow well they they feature one heart surgeon i'm not mm. sure if he's a heart surgeon but he's a you know he's a surgeon he's in his 90s and he's practicing still amazing his 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 hands are steady as his eyesight his Clear. his focus his um, you know ability to concentrate is like it was you know when he was a young gun. And by the way, talking about health and well-being, um, our friend Novak Djokovic, uh, who is from my part of the world. I'm from Macedonia. He's from Serbia. I know you guys were friends. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <way> um, <laughs> my good buddy. He, he won his um, 24th Grand Slam title mm. just the other day, um, the US Open. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I bring that up, we don't talk about sports and other things like that, um, generally speaking. But the reason why I bring that up is because he had a huge turnaround when it comes to health and well-being. Wow. Um, he was struggling with his health and his fitness and he wasn't doing too well. That was affecting his performance. And he went on a very different diet. I'm not sure if he's on a completely plant-based diet, but I think he, he eradicated gluten out of his life. I'm not sure if he was, um, you know, if he discovered that he was gluten intolerant or whatever the case may be, but certainly he changed his diet around completely. His wife's a big believer in health and well-being. She's in fact donated to the Seventh-day Adventist Church there in Belgrade in Serbia, donated a significant amount of money because the church is involved in health and well-being programs there in Serbia, and they are very supportive of that. So, yeah, it's interesting. He's 36 years old. He's the oldest um, U.S. Open champion. At 36, to be able to mix it, because I play tennis. I play tennis regularly, as you know, and it's a pretty demanding sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've got to be fit, not not just, you know, be able to run, but you've got to be able to move, concentrate, a whole bunch of things, mm-hmm. you know, um, when it comes to tennis. And so, yeah, at the age of 36, to be able to mix it with the 20-year-olds, the 21-year-olds, the 19-year-olds, you know, he's, he's like – you know, he, he stands out. Um, he really stands out. And so, yeah. So that's a real testimony to health and well-being that no matter how old you are, you can, you know, you can keep going and go well. And, um, oh, I don't want to brag. Um, okay. All right. Okay. Now that you've kind of like pushed me Pete into it. Pete hasn't cancelled you, so go for it. Oh, Pete and you have kind of nudged me in that space. Well, it was Father's Day the other day, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what? Not last Sunday, the Sunday before. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Sunday right. before. Anyway, um, I, I ride my bike. I love mountain biking. It's out in the bush. Uh, there's no people, generally speaking, you know, unless you come across a, a biker, you know, you overtake or, they, or whatever. But just generally, it's just, just bush, wallabies and birds and trees and rocks. It's, it's just fantastic. So I love being out in the bush. Anyway, it's a 12.5K loop. It's a wobber track mm-hmm. there, about, mm-hmm. you know, not, not far away from my place where I live in Kurumbong. It's just one of the, a great mountain bike trail. Anyway, um, I had done three laps at once. That was my that was my most that I had ever done three laps in a wow. row, which is three hours because it's an hour per lap, roughly wow. an hour per lap or just under. And it's like it's up and down. It's like pretty hectic, right? Yeah. A lot of people die after one lap. <laughs> anyway, so Father's Day, I'm like, let's see if I can do four laps, you know, at the age of fifty two. And I'm like, oh, why don't I try for five? Fifty-five, you know what I mean? Five hours of riding. Yeah, five hours of riding. So I gave it a go. It was good conditions, like it was about 20 degrees or so, so perfect conditions. Um, I gave it a go and I couldn't believe it. I thought I was going to cramp up in the fifth lap for sure. Going up this hill, it's called Camelback. Uh And um, it's like three minutes straight up. 
three minutes straight up, it's a killer. Like your legs are burning. Like I mean, Justin can relate to that when he did he, when yeah. he did that half marathon, eh, the other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I couldn't believe it. Like I got to the top without stopping. My legs were, yeah, they were burning, but there was no cramping, and I managed to get through that lap. I couldn't believe wow. it. Well done. Yeah, praise the Lord. That's so um, it just shows. It just shows like oldies what they can do. Yeah. So you're like, I mean, 25, sure. So you got so much energy, <laughs> half my age. You're right. Anyway, uh, I needed to give the details of that program. Yeah. Um, that's going to be held, like I said, starting um, September 23, 10 a.m. And the um, the address is the Tweed Heads Presbyterian Church. Mm-hmm. 18 Florence Street, Tweed Head. So the Tweed Heads Presbyterian Church, um, 18 Florence Street, Tweed Head. So that's the 23rd of, um, yeah, September. So anyway. Excellent. All right. So that's that. Now let's get on with some news. Yes. Um, and a reminder to our listeners, 0488-817-64 if you want to make a comment and join this discussion. Okay, fair enough. So um, there was something huge, something huge that was aired on national TV. Um, which I'm not sure if you saw it, but it was called... We the... don't have a TV. Okay, very good, very good. But you can go online, you can go online and you can see this. Yeah, tell um, me what I missed. <laughs> you, what you missed was, um, it was called The Gender Agenda. Wow, the gender what a agenda. great title. Yeah, The Gender Agenda. It was on Channel 7. So this is really? mainstream TV. Uh-huh. I actually got an email about it from our conference secretary, you know, okay. Abel. Yes. Um, you might remember if you got that email advising us of this... Um, uh, uh, this uh, documentary, I guess you could call it, um, yeah. that was being screened by Channel 7. It was Sunday night um, at 8.45, uh, last Sunday, whatever that was. So not this Sunday, the last Sunday, whatever that was. I can't even remember the date now. But anyway, and I thought it was a hoax. I thought someone had hacked into his email because it was like sharing the truth um, that hasn't been told regarding, you know, the whole gender agenda, transitioning, mm-hmm, youth, mm-hmm. but it was, it was mainly adolescent focused, you know, and I'm like, this has got to be, this can't be on Channel 7 News. I mean, on Channel 7, you know what I mean? Very this is ma- this is mainstream. This is never, you know, this goes against the grain. This goes against the, you know, the, the left-leaning narrative of the mainstream, um, you know, news and, oh, and media. Yeah, you can look it up on YouTube if you missed it. Yeah, you can. You can. It, it was really, it was really, really powerful. And, yeah. um, and it just goes to show that, um, I think the, the pendulum is beginning to swing. People are starting to ask questions. We had the Tavistock, um, clinic close mm-hmm. there in the UK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were highlighting what's taking place here. And, and, you know, and so, I think, you know, this is this is an area, Sharissa, we really need to pray for the families and the young people. I've been sort of tuning in and sort of hearing a little of, 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 of what's taking place, especially there in the United States of America, which is leading the charge. And um, and really, we need to really be praying for these families mm-hmm. and individuals. Well, that's very interesting what you shared there. And, um, yeah, uh, someone sent me something too. It's related to The Voice mm-hmm. here in Australia. Um, they sent me this. It's a screenshot of a news report here, and it's um, quoting the Presbyterian Church. Yep. And this is what this, the Presbyterian Church of Australia has said in the 2023 Federal Assembly. 
It says, Welcome to country and acknowledgement of country practices are inappropriate for public worship where the call to worship centers on God. And the uh, subheading, like the line across the television screen here says, Church takes stance against race agenda. Isn't that interesting? Wow. So what church was this? This is the Presbyterian Church here in Australia. Okay, so they've taken a stand. They have taken a stand. A very public stand. Very public stand, yeah. Wow. Well, there's yeah. You know, we we talk about we we talk about like what's happening with the voice, and I think most Australians will be aware that you know that's on the horizon. October fourteen is the is the date when you know Australians go to the polls, or they or they'll go beforehand. But once again, this illustrates the what the Bible says, and we're looking at everything through the biblical lens, aren't we? That's it. You know, we're looking at the news from a prophetic point of view, that which is prophetically significant, mm-hmm. and so we can see the polarization. And Jesus talked about polarization mm-hmm. in Scripture. You know, he says there would be wars and rumors of wars. Nations would be rising as nations. And it's interesting. You know what that word nations is in the Greek? Tell me. It's the word ethnos. I was going to say it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ethnos, which ethnos. is where we get, you know, the word ethnic yes. from. And, you know, an ethnic community is a particular community. Interesting. That, yeah. yeah that, that, that has its unique way of life. It's not just, you know, a nationality. Yeah. But, you know, you've got ethnic communities within nationalities. Like Absolutely. in Papua New Guinea, you know, you've got over a thousand languages yes. or about a thousand languages that are spoken amongst the various tribes. And so they're all, you know, different ethnic communities. Yeah. And so, you know, we have this division in not only ethnic communities, but it's just, it's really talking about this general polarization and division that will be taking place. Because, you know, the old saying, divide and conquer. Divide and conquer, and that's how the enemy works. In order to conquer, in order to get his agenda through, he needs to he needs to somehow pull apart society, communities. He started off with the family, mm-hmm. pull the family apart, because as goes the family, so goes society. And now he's taking the next step and now looking to broaden look his net. Mm, amazing. So it is really fascinating. And, and you just quoted um, Jesus' words there in Matthew 24 mm. about, you know, nation rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Well, he also talks about natural disasters too, doesn't he? And he, he was does. just saying before he went live, there seems to be a, a real lot of them happening right now. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, there, there, there are so many. There was, um, let, let's start off, you know, with the, with the one in Morocco. Oh, it's just um, terrible. You know, it's very, very, very sad what, what's happened there in Morocco. You know, we've got, we've got so many people that have been, you know, just decimated. Um, it's, it's, just, it's just absolutely horrible. Yes, horrible. over 2,700, I believe. That, yep, yeah, the death toll is about 2,700. And, uh, I was reading. I was reading one um, one really sad story where it was talking about you know this um, this this entire town. Well, yeah, this entire village mm. was flattened. Um, you know, th- this was just today. I was on the ABC News, and it was one one news article after another. You know, families in this small town are being buried in mass graves after Morocco's earthquake. Some survivors feel dead too. This poor young fella. You know that the, they're interviewing him, where you know he's he's having to bury his his sister, he's having to bury other family members, and you know every single home in this particular village of about you know three four hundred people was smashed. Wow, was 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 leveled every single home. Ah, oh, well, this is so many people do, going through so much hurt right now. Uh, we're going to listen to a song and continue with our discussion here. Uh, Wendell Kimber. I will not hold back. That's based on Psalm 40. 
I will not hold back. I will sing this song. I was sinking down till my Savior saw that I needed help, and He came to save. I will not hold back from my Savior's praise. I was so depressed. I was so far gone. I was lost and dead till He came along. Now my heart is glad and my voice is strong. I will not hold back from my Savior's song. For He rescued me and He set my feet on a rock where. To Faith FM, positively different radio. Hi, all, I'm Bees the Chaplain. Join me for Blessings with Bees, where we make faith real. If you want to know more, visit me on my landing page at beesthechaplain.com. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you soon. Peace out and God bless. 
Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. You're listening to the Looking Up program, this is Sharissa and Pastor Danny continuing our discussion here. Uh, we also want to let you know that there will be a prize giveaway. We'll tell you exactly what that is a little bit later in this segment. But for the meantime, keep this number handy. It's our studio number here to text with any comments or questions. And keep ready for the uh, prize giveaway when we tell you what it is. It's 0488-817-624. And we need to give you a code word for you to text in, which we will do just a little bit later in today's program but uh pastor danny we were we were talking about just the the way that all the things that are happening around us in our world today are just telling us that jesus is coming soon amen and that's what this program is all about you know helping us to look up to be prepared for the coming of jesus the greatest event of all human history it's not far away no it's not and um and that's the exciting thing as we take a look at what's going on in the world, we realize that, yeah, the coming of Jesus is even at the door, as Jesus said in Matthew 24. Now, we've been taking a look at some, some, some current events as far as, you know, the natural disasters, which have really been, you know, increasing uh, dramatically this year. Uh, I was at this Daniel seminar that I mentioned earlier, and at the very beginning of the Daniel seminar was the opening one that were looking at the signs of the times. That was mm-hmm. sort of the, the, the main focus. There was a, a video uh, compilation, not sure exactly um, who compiled it, but a video compilation of what has happened in the world just this year. So since January, or could be the last 12 months, anyway, the last 12 months or this year, just a short three or four minute clip. And it was, you would have thought this was like from the last 20 years, yep. a compilation from 20 years, from you. floods <laughs> to fires to wars to... You know, you name it, to hurricanes and, um, you know, tornadoes, there wasn't anything that was missing. It was just one thing after the other. And I was like, wow, has all this happened, like, in a few short months, literally in the, in the, in the, in the space of a, a year? And so that was a real wake-up call. And so, yeah, just this week, I mean, just this week, we in the last seven days, you know, we, we talked about the Morocco earthquake. And what's really, really sad, I shared this with you as we were, you know, in, in, in the break while, while the news was going on, this earthquake that has happened in Morocco, you've got a number of countries that have um, shared their willingness to support and, and help out. And Morocco has been willing to accept um, help from Spain, Britain, the United Arab Emirates and Qatar that have sent you know various forms of assistance. But pledges, according to this article, from Italy, Belgium, France and Germany have not yet been given the green light. Yeah, you know, there, there, there's, there are political differences, sadly, that get in the way. And this is not the first time, but this has happened before in, in other countries where they're not willing to receive support that is provided by a country where they may have differences, mm. you know, whatever those differences may be. But in a time of crisis, in a time when people are looking to help, I mean, these are, these are innocent people that are doing it really tough and government bureaucracy for this, for their, for their own, you know, political purposes or whatever the case may be, 
are stopping you know, valuable aid from coming in to their citizens because of these political divisions. Oh, that's so sad. Very, very now sad. Now is not the time for that sort no, of thing. Ab- no, ab- absolutely not, absolutely not. Now, on to an- another story, um, talking about, you know, uh, lots of rain this time. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong um, experienced massive flooding. Really? Like, oh, yeah, huge, huge flood. Hong Kong and cities across southern China are battling, according to this um, BBC report, flooding caused by the heaviest rains in over 140 years. Wow. Now, isn't that interesting? We're having the worst fires, the worst rains, the worst everything. The Everything's worst. getting more California. and more. Yep. California, right. you know, the worst storm that's that's hit California. That's right. You know, in the middle of their summer, which Hawaii, they never Maui, have. yeah, exactly. And um, so well, it's, it's gone mad. It is, and they were just showing, um, like they had the the Hong Kong Observatory said that the hourly rainfall was one hundred and fifty eight point one millimeters mm. in one hour. Mm. Can you imagine? That's enormous. That's yeah. absolutely enormous. Um, you know, and it's just just the torrent. People go on YouTube and they can just see it's it's just it's just horrible. And China as well. So they're really doing it tough. Then you've got um, these horrible storms that hit Libya, mm-hmm. and I I didn't know about that until someone alerted me to that. Um, these yeah, this deadly storm called Daniel. Yep. Why did they have to give it my name? Storm <laughs> Daniel has continued to wreak havoc, leaving thousands dead in Libya, you know. Um, wow. And so, yeah, as many as 10,000 people are missing mm-hmm. after this Mediterranean storm. Daniel unleashed torrential rain and wow. extreme flooding across the northeast of the country. Um, as many as 2,000 people are feared dead in the city mm. of Derna alone. Mm. Um, 2,000 people. Yeah, floods broke dams and washed away entire neighborhoods. Wow. You know, so far they've buried 700 people. And once again, in this country of Libya, you've got two rival factions. You've got two governments in the country. Mm. One's one's in the capital, um, the other one in in Tripoli, the other one's in Benghazi. Mm -hmm. So you've got two opposing governments. Mm -hmm. And they're at war with one another. And once again, guess who's suffering? The innocent. The innocent people. Mm-hmm. The innocent people are suffering. And, um, and yeah, and at the bottom of this it says, um, it says you know, this is just another, another indication that climate change um, is the issue, the existential issue that we face. And so we're going to be hearing more and more of this. Yeah, well, you've got all of these things happening on, in different parts of the world, all these natural disasters, and then in the wealthy West, they're excited about the new Apple iPhone. Oh, have mercy. <laughs> the Apple iPhone 15 that's just come out with all of its new gimmicks. Like now you can actually answer a call by just moving your fingers. What? If you have a watch. The Apple, the new Apple Watch. You just answer a call by moving your. Are you touching, serious? Yeah, because the phone. Though, sorry, and the you watch, have an Apple Watch. I can see that. I do, but I don't have this one. <laughs> but this one has this new technology that monitors the movement of your hand, so that you can answer a call without even touching your device. Wow, unbelievable! Yeah. I mean, like this, we would say, you know, the Bible talks about knowledge would be increased, mm, and mm, we believe, I believe, it's specifically speaking of you know um, knowledge in relation to. 
the prophecies of the Daniel. prophecies, you know, in God's word. But absolutely. certainly, you can see an increase, an exponential increase oh, in absolutely. technology absolutely. and knowledge um, as well. Uh, yeah, and that's Daniel twelve one. In case folk are wondering where where the yeah. scripture is, yeah. And uh, then there's the other thing here. Coke has a new flavor that is AI generated. Well, I'll be. So you've got all these terrible things happening and all of these crazy things happening in the development of new technology as it, well. It, 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 you know, talking about AI, you, you mentioned AI. I don't know if I have that right here or I'll have to find it. Um, oh, yeah, here we go. I found it. Um, this AI chief, this was from um, a news headline. Uh, where was it? This was September 5. Uh, this is the Star newspaper. And the headline was, AI chief warns deadliest pandemics ever on horizon with genetic engineering. Wow. Now that's so, interesting. Yeah. So it says artificial intelligence and genetic engineering either used separately or together could transform life on Earth or end it, says the co-founder of Google DeepMind Technology. Wow. So this guy's obviously in the know. You know, he's one of the co-founders of, you know, Google's DeepMind technology, you know, AI-generated technology. And so, yeah, you know, there, there is just so much going on. Um, he says, you know, one of the biggest threats facing the planet is a super pandemic. Mm. What kind of a band? Uh, one of like a... Like COVID, but on steroids. Yeah, something like that. And um, interesting. You know what? This this really this really reminds me. I, I can't every time every time I come across headlines like this, I can't help but think about the Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. You know, Genesis chapter eleven. You've got the builders of the Tower of Babel post the flood, and they're like, "We're going to take matters into our own hands. We're going to build a tower to the heavens so that we're in control of our destiny and not God." Mm. Because once upon a time, before the flood, they were not in control of their destiny. God was in control and he flooded the world. Yep. But they thought, no, we're going to outsmart God. We're going to go one step ahead. And so we're going to be in control. Um, we're going to make a name for ourselves. Uh, it's all going to be about us. And so God had to intervene. Mm-hmm. God intervened. And obviously that's where the languages mm-hmm. of the world come from. Wow. Well, the greatest intervention in human history is not far away. <laughs> it's the second coming of Jesus. That's right. So that's the parallel there. Yeah. And it's interesting, in Revelation, we've got Babylon. Yeah, and what's And what's Babylon at the end of time? That's, that's, the, that's the Babel of mm-hmm. Genesis 11. And Babylon, and even if you take a look at the United, um, the European Union building, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's based on this artist depiction I can't remember the who you are, of, of the Tower of Babel. You look at them, they're like, you know, yeah. uh, so, so, so close in resemblance. Anyway, Babylon in the end time seeks to, seeks to bring about a human solution. Mm. No God, we don't need God, a human solution, not based on God's word, but based on the word of man. And the Bible says in one hour, and that's Revelation 18, in, on three occasions it says in Revelation 18, in one hour, Babylon collapses. Amazing. Just like it did in the Tower of Babel. Interesting. So really, really interesting. Did you have anything else you wanted to say uh, on that or do you no, want me to go on to something else? You can go one other thing. All right. Now, this one, folk, you're going to need to put your seatbelts on. Um, <laughs> seatbelts. Have you got your seatbelt on, Peter? Yep, yep. He's strapped in. He's strapped in. <laughs> the proverbial belt is on. All right. Here we go. This I just came across this today. This is from The Sun, um, the US edition, and this was the headline. This is pretty, pretty chilling. Nuke alert. Putin puts 16,000-mile doomsday nuke dubbed Satan 2 
Can you believe it? You can't wow. make you can't make this stuff up. And um, and in quote marks that can sink UK in one strike on wow. combat duty for the first time. Wow! So apparently. Vladimir Putin and the Russians have developed a nuclear weapon, one single nuclear weapon that in one strike can basically, you know, um, delete, wipe out the entire UK off the map. And this is is what it says. Um, Vladimir Putin has placed the world's most powerful Armageddon. This 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 is a secular newspaper. Using biblical language, Vladimir Putin has placed the world's most powerful Armageddon nuclear rocket dubbed Satan II on combat duty in a haunting new threat to the West. The unstoppable intercontinental missile system could sink the UK and is the size of a 14-storey tower block. Wow. It goes on. Yuri Borisov, head of the Russian Space Agency, issued the chilling announcement earlier today. He told a crowd of students at an event... The Sarmat strategic complex has been put on combat duty. And he goes on and he talks about it and he says, um, you know, he says it has the potential to obliterate the United Kingdom some 1,600 miles away in just six minutes. So it's a 208-ton missile. Hmm. I had not heard of this. No, neither had I until today. (laughs) Um, So, you know, at the end of the day, the good news is, God's holding back the winds of strife. Oh, I'm so glad yeah. God's in control. Revelation seven. We got to, you got That's, to read Revelation gotta, seven after a story please, like that. You got to read Revelation. To God's word. Whew, Give I'm us telling some you. Hope. Did I tell you we needed our seatbelts on for that one? You did. <laughs> oh, well, oh, I wasn't just using hyperbole, was I? No, you weren't. All right, Revelation 7, could you read verses 1 to 4, my friend? All right. The Bible says, After these things, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, on the sea, or on any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of those who were sealed. One hundred and forty-four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. Okay. Now this passage here is describing the final sealing of God's people. This is the, the final showdown where each person will have the opportunity to make their final decision for Christ or against Christ. And the Bible says God is telling the angels, hold back those winds of strife. Don't let those nuclear weapons go until everyone's been sealed. And once the sealing has happened, you've got those who have got the seal of God, those who have the mark of the beast, two groups, the saved and the lost, and we can talk about that on another occasion once again. Then the seven last plagues are poured out. God's Holy Spirit is no longer holding back those winds of strife, those winds of passion, human passion, and it's and it's 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 all on. Mm. You know, it's going to be all on between the nations, and then it's going to be the scariest There's time a new in human climate history. Change. There's oh, another boy. climate change of a different kind. <laughs> so, um, praise the Lord that we have that passage that God is holding Amen. everything in check. So, folk, you don't need to worry. If, no, if you... anyone's if anyone's listening from the UK right now <laughs> online, you don't need to be afraid because God is holding things in check until. The message of the gospel goes well, out, and we're going to just, get to it. We're going to get to a passage after this on that as well. All right. Well, this just makes me want to study the Bible. We're going to listen to the Scottish News Hymns Band bring to us of the Father's Love Begotten. I think we need to hear an uplifting Amen. song after Amen. that. Amen. <laughs> 
You are listening to the new Scottish hymns band of the Father's Love Begotten. Beautiful, beautiful mm, music. It is very you know, relaxing. Very. That's some, what we need. We that's need. That's what you need. Yeah. In a world when you get a bit stressed sometimes, <laughs> just kick back and listen to after some uplifting music. After you hear, there is a nation. <laughs> exactly. When when you hear the news that there is a nation that can literally wipe off another nation with one nuclear weapon, you need that kind of music. Oh, and absolutely. you need the scriptures. You need the scriptures. You need Jesus. Yes, you do. Well, you're listening to the Looking Up program. And we want to let you know about today's giveaway. It's a big one because there are 12 copies of this wow. available, which is very exciting. We don't ever give away 12, but this will be for all of our faithful listeners. It's called Assurance, Justification Made Simple. It's a little book by Doug Batchelor. I love Dougie B. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Grace is for everyone. This is the blurb of the book. No matter where you've been, what you've done, or how much you doubt about God's, um, or how much doubt about God's love fills your heart, you'll discover all new joy in this tiny book packed with eternal hope that will help you find complete rest in Christ. Sounds beautiful. Mm. So assurance, justification made simple. If you're interested in getting today's prize giveaway and you're one of the first 12 people to text in today's code word, then this is coming to you. The code word is LU23JUST. J-U-S-T. LU23JUST. Text that to 0488-817-624. That's 0488-817-624. The code word again, LU23JUST. Fantastic. That sounds like a great book to have on your shelf, Sharissa. It does. It's a little book. Fantastic. That's a quick read. Quick read. Quick read and encouraging read. Fair enough. All right, folks, if you've got any questions or comments, um, there may be some questions or comments, prayer requests, or somebody wanting um, to do Bible studies, please let us know. Mm-hmm. And um, same they can, yeah, same number. Let us know and we'll, we'll get in touch with you or we'll deal with your question online. We love to deal with questions. So feel free to, feel, feel free to share some of, the, some of the questions. Now, Sharissa, uh, we were talking about. What the Bible says concerning our day and what's on the horizon as we near the coming of Jesus. It's interesting in Second uh, Timothy chapter three, yes, verse one. You know this scripture real well. It says, "But know this," Paul writes, "that in the last days, perilous times will come. Mm-hmm. Perilous times will come." I've got a little footnote next to that word "perilous" in yes. my in my Bible. Do you have that as well? Yes. What does it say? Times of stress. Times of stress, indeed. Times of stress. Are we living in times of stress? I think so, especially after <laughs> news headlines like that. Absolutely. And then it goes on. Do you want to read the rest of that passage if you have it there from oh, verse yes. 2 onwards? For men will be lovers of themselves, huh. lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal despisers of good, Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Mm. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power and from such people turn away. Wow, does that describe our world to a T? Mm. It sure does, doesn't it? Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's just a, a, perfect, a perfect description of where we are at. And you know, the, the big challenge, the big challenge for us here living in the West is putting God first. Yes. Because as we just read here, that we would be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Mm. And uh, 
when our mate, um, what was her name that came to sing? Or was no, not she's going to come to sing, and there was that big. Um, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yes. Yeah, I didn't know Swift. you guys were mates. <laughs> no, no we're you got not. a lot of friends. Taylor Swift. <laughs> I can't even remember her name, so we're not very good mates, are we? <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah. So you know, it's interesting. You got people, you know, lining up, queuing up, you know, all day to get tickets. You mm-hmm. know, paying for tickets. You know, millions of people mm-hmm. in Australia. Um, and then, you know, you, you offer people to come to a, a, a seminar, a program where they're getting to get to know Jesus, um, get to know how they can prepare for his soon return, how to prepare others, and, you know, a handful of people mm-hmm. turn up. And, uh, yeah, you can offer refreshments and everything else, and they're still just not interested. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sadly they've been blinded. They're not interested because they think all their needs are met. It's yeah. not until a crisis hits then we realize that our securities, and they disappear, our security is not in this world. You know, you mentioned crisis, and I really do believe that God is going to allow this world to spiral into crisis, whereby he will finally get our attention. Mm. Because at the moment, in, in Australia and I guess the West, um, I would say the majority of people are not anti-religion, like, you know, hardcore anti-religion. No. They're just not interested in they religion. They're, they're apathetic to religion. They couldn't care less. Yeah. Um, so how is God going to get their attention? He needs to create or he needs to allow, not so much create, just allow humans to create um, an environment yes. where there's a crisis or crises yeah. and people stop, just like the pandemic. Everyone stopped. Yeah. And during the pandemic, as you know, there were more searches for biblical-related topics on the internet, especially Bible prophecy, than we've had in a long time. Yeah. You remember the numbers spiked. You know, does this have anything to do with Bible prophecy? People were, you know, the pandemic and prophecy. That was one of the leading well, the Google searches. the mark of the beast. The vaccine <laughs> or the mark of the beast. And so it's, it's only during a crisis that people cry out. It's interesting with Jonah. You know the story of Jonah? Yes. Okay, the, the ship's going down and there are, the, you know, the, these Everyone's pagan... Everyone's praying to their gods. Yeah, they're all praying... <laughs> the, the the captain says, just pray to whatever God. I don't care who your God is. Pray to your God that we may be spared. Yeah. And then, you know, Jonah, he's, he's, we know the story. And um, so it's interesting that in that time of crisis, everyone's crying out to the God. And there's, a, you know, the old saying, there are no atheists in foxholes. Mm-hmm. You know, during World War One, that, that was coined. But anyway, back to... The good news of the gospel and what Jesus said. This is fascinating. Have a look at, and um, and a lot of people that, that read through Matthew 24, it's easy to skip over this. If you want to read um, verse 6, please. Just, yeah, verse 6. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Notice. Are we hearing of wars and rumors of wars? Yes. Yes, we are. I mean, when Russia is threatening to, <laughs> to blow up the UK, that is a rumor of, of more than just a war. That's a rumor that, you know, we, we want to wipe you off the planet. Yep. And as our friend Peter shared with us um, in the break, um, you know, it, it, doesn't take, it doesn't take rocket science to know that the Russians are not going to do well if that ever happened with all the fallout. Yes. That would happen, um, the nuclear fallout and so on and so forth, and how that would impact, you know, the Russian people. But it's interesting. It says the end is not yet. Yeah. So this is all going to happen. The end is not yet. Those angels are holding back the winds. 
Then read verse 14, please. The Bible says here, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. There you go. So when's the end going to come? When the gospel has gone to the whole world. Exactly. So until the gospel goes throughout the whole world, there will be no nuclear holocaust. The climate change will not destroy our planet. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing will destroy our planet. You know, there'll be no meteor. There'll be there'll be no no nothing that will destroy our world. Yes, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of you know turmoil, but God will keep things in check in order that the gospel may make its way mm. into the heart and mind of each and every person so that each one can make their choice. Amen. So that's the good news. That's the really good news. All right, a few other things that we want to take a look at. Um, yeah, talking about climate change, um, the Pacific Island nations are seeking climate change ruling for polluters at International Oceans Court. Did you know there was an International Oceans Court? I did not. Yeah, so you know some of the nations here in our Pacific for them, if the oceans rise, well, it means the end of their existence. So yeah. they are pushing for, um, yeah, for laws to be passed in the, yeah, in the, you know, international, international um, law courts when it comes to, you know, when, when it comes to the climate. So it's it's interesting that that there is more and more of this taking place, and they are saying that. If, if, if something isn't done, um, then, yeah, our existence is on the line. Wow. So, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know what else to say. I mean, there has been a lot on this, mm-hmm. but I think this is going to be ramping up more and more and more. Climate change stuff? Yeah, just looking at another um, article while you were saying that, I was looking for the one you were talking about, and here's one from The Conversation just 23 hours ago. It's interesting, faster disaster. Climate change fuels flash droughts, intense downpours and storms. And then if you look through the article here, it's talking about flash droughts, flash floods, flash cyclones. Um, yeah, everything happening much more quickly with, mm. this, uh, with the changing in climate. And that's going to get people's attention. Absolutely. Well, there's uh, talking about that, there was a headline September 11, so just a couple of days ago yeah. from ABC News. 2023 on track to be the world's hottest year on record. Wow. Temperatures exceed 1.5 degrees above pre-industrial levels for the first time. Huh. So you know how they've been talking about keeping keeping the temperature below 1.5 degrees yep. since pre-industrial levels. Well, now for the first time they are saying since the industrial revolution we have hit 1.5 degrees. Interesting. So yeah, so this year is now, you know, going to be the hottest on record. And I've got a I've got a chart here, um, looking at you know the thirty warmest months for global air temperature, and August this year and July were the hottest. Um, uh, yeah, the, the 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 hottest for the first time. Um, you know, the, the temperature went up into 17 degrees, like on average throughout the world. So that's land and sea temperature. And so, yeah, so the temperatures are rising. And you take a look at, um, you know, you take a look at all the various uh, data that is coming out that they are sharing. And you can clearly see 
the the graphs are going up and I'll just turn my computer around just to show you. Oh wow. This one you, you can see the last few. The last one spikes very high. It does, doesn't it? it does. And yeah. um and so you can clearly see the the enormous changes that are taking place. So that the last two are July and August, but yeah, August in particular is is right up there. It has really, really spiked a, a whole heap more. So um and it says here, history tells us twenty twenty four will be warmer. Mm. <laughs> so I'm not sure I'm not sure if I should have shared that ahead of time. But um yeah. So, you know, this is where we are and of course they're they're all saying, you know, climate change. And we've got the United Nations General Assembly happening in September. I don't know if they've started yet or not. I haven't oh. checked it out. I think they start somewhere around the twentieth, the United Nations. And apparently one of the big ticket items that they're going to be discussing is climate change. Climate change, the sustainable development goals for twenty thirty. They want to really push them forward. So this is going to be front and center. Interesting. Front and center. Huh, so many things to uh, take the attention, isn't there? Yeah. Look, just a reminder to our listeners about today's giveaway. The code word to get today's book, Assurance Justification Made Simple, is uh, LU23JUST. So text the word LU23JUST to the number 0488-817-624 if you would like to obtain today's prize giveaway. We have 12 of these, so make the most of it. All right, so um, just quickly, uh, before we move to our, our next um, musical item, believe it or not, um, President Joe Biden has been impeached. What? By, yeah, the Republicans in the House, um, <laughs> by the U.S. Speaker Kevin McCarthy. So that just came out today. What? So they are impeaching, um, yeah, President Biden. So Don, Donald Trump Where was impeached twice. <laughs> well, you're busy with the baby changing nappies and feeding <laughs> the baby. True. I mean, That's you're true. not, you haven't got time to worry about the impeachments that happen almost every week there in the US. And so, yeah, so this, this just shows that political polarization we keep oh, talking about, yeah. which is driving the world to that final showdown. It's an exciting time to be alive. Summerbrook and Mountain Faith will bring to us an important truth, a reality. God is there. hard to take the loss of a loved one when you're feeling all alone even though you can't see him God is there to help
Summerbrook and Mountain Faith bring to us the song God is There and this is the Looking Up program. Pastor Danny and I are going through some good well, lots of talking points here, but before we continue, a reminder that there is a prize giveaway for our listeners. Uh, if you're one of the first 12 to text in today's code word LU23JUST, J-U-S-T, text that, that word through to this number, 0488-817-624, and you will be in the running to receive today's giveaway, a little book called Assurance, Justification Made Simple. Mm, indeed, indeed. Beautiful. Assurance, Justification Made Simple. By great. Doug Batchelor. Oh, great little book. Any book from Doug Batchelor, if I could say so, is, is just brilliant. He's just, <laughs> he's just an excellent author. He's a great communicator. He just keeps it simple. He does keep it simple. Simple um, and very interesting. And he's got a way to sort of, you know, bring out these incredible um, illustrations and and, and fun fun facts to connect truths from the Bible with. So yeah, he's got a real a real a real gift in doing that. Mm-hmm. He's easier to listen to, isn't he? He is. I've always enjoyed Pastor Doug. Absolutely. All right, we're going to get into our Bible studies in just a moment, but um, probably a final a final story here that you know we're talking about the gospel going to the whole world, and you know we're in this great controversy battle. And I came across this um, uh, this news story regarding uh, the Chinese Communist Party attempt to rewrite the Bible. Did you know that? 
No, I didn't. Yeah. Know that. I knew AI rewrote the Bible. Yeah. But I didn't yeah, know the Chinese, yeah, no, no, Communist, the Communist Party. Party the there, Chinese right? Communist Party, they've got a 10 year. Uh, you know, a 10-year time frame mm-hmm. to rewrite the Bible. And okay. so, yeah, so they've started, you know, writing the Bible um, according to, you know, the Communist Party's ideology and so forth, um, you know, chopping things, changing things, and so on and so forth. Uh, for example, for example, the story of the woman caught in adultery in John. Mm-hmm. Okay, in John chapter 8, uh According to according to this rewritten text, it says, uh, you know, Jesus, uh, you know, confronts the the woman. Um, and let me just see here where it was. Uh, you know, basically, you know, he says, you know, um, I don't condemn you. Yes. But go and sin no more. Um, and then, but here we have a very we've got a different version. Let me see if I can find it. I don't want to sort of just. Go off the top of my head, but I would like to sort of share what they have here. I can't seem to find it here in this article. Maybe it's right at the top here. Let me have a look here. Uh, so this is this is well, yeah. Here we go. I, I can't find it, but anyway, basically, uh, the story is Jesus talking to the woman. This is what's apparently written in there. I haven't verified it, and he he says to her, you know, I forgive you. Um, and then he picks up stones and he stones her. Mm-hmm. That's 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 in the Bible. Okay. So so Jesus ends up, you know, murdering oh, this wow. woman um, according to according to the Chinese text. That's terrible of the New Testament. Yeah. So according, like the subtitle is "Gospel According to Chairman Z Has Jesus Turned Killer Instead of Forgiving Her wow. Sin." So yeah, it's 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 really really interesting how how this is all taking place and and obviously there, there's heavy persecution there in China you know really really heavy persecution but um yeah we've got to pray for our brothers and sisters yes, who are being absolutely. persecuted but the church is growing there especially the well the underground church is growing yeah because there are only a handful of churches that are officially recognised by the government. And if you're not recognized by the government, you've got no other option other than to go, you know, underground. Mm-hmm. And there are hundreds of thousands of Christians worshipping underground, as in not necessarily, you know, underground. We know what we mean by underground, but, you know, mm-hmm. they're not worshipping in any official capacity. They're meeting in homes and, and other buildings. Um, yeah, you know, they're, they're meeting in an illegal way, but they're looking to, you know, encourage one another. And when they pray, when they spend time with God, it's not like us. They don't have like a 12 o'clock finish. There, the the preachers preach for two hours, three hours, even more. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Imagine you got up or Justin got up at Hamilton Church and preached a sermon for like two hours or three hours. Yeah. What would happen? Well, I would be telling him from the back. <laughs> you would be. <laughs> I'd be saying time. <laughs> You'd be ringing bells. But it's interesting. Um, yeah, if I could just share this interesting story. Uh, this uh, American, he shares the story of going to China, mm-hmm. um, American pastor going to China, and, yeah, he met with one of the underground congregations there, and they, of course, invited him to, to speak and to share and to encourage them from the word. And he was more than happy to do so, but they told him ahead of time. They said, "Now we know we know that in the United States where you come from, um, people appreciate you know short messages, you know one hour or less. 
um, short messages, <laughs> very short messages. But here, the people are hungry. They literally mm. put their lives on the line when they come to church each and every week and mm-hmm. gather. You need to be at least sharing for two hours, minimum wow. two hours. And the God guy was like, him. are you serious? And they said, yep, minimum two hours. The people are hungry. And sure enough, they wanted to hear. I can't remember how long he preached for, but but the guy said, don't bother getting up and preaching unless you're going to preach for at least two hours wow. from the Word of God. They're hungry. They're hungry. They're hungry. And um, so, yeah, so that's what we're dealing with there in China. And um, mm. But praise the Lord, the work is going forward, and it's going forward rapidly. So let's... Uh, Let's take a look at what the Bible has to say about all these various things. All right, I want to share some very interesting things uh, with you, Sharissa, and our listeners today. So Jesus talked about in Matthew 24. It's interesting the things that Jesus zeroed in on, and I'm going to share with you why I believe Jesus zeroed in on this. I only discovered this a little while ago, not, not too many years ago, as I was going through the Old Testament, all of a sudden, ding, 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 (laughs) you know, the dots came together. So if you want to read Matthew 24, um, verses 6, well, we've got, it's interesting, start off in verse 4, read from verse 4 all the way through to verse 8, Matthew 24, 4 to 8. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Okay, so isn't this interesting? All these are the beginning of sorrows. Okay, and we know what that means, birth pains. Mm -hmm. Okay, now what are the things that Jesus highlights here? Well, he highlights um, false Christs. Yep. So deception. Yep. He highlights natural disasters. Yep. He highlights po- uh, social and political um, tensions. Yep. <laughs> Have I missed something? No. And what else? Did you mention earthquakes? Well, yeah, social and um, natural disasters, yes. Okay, yep, yep. All right. So it's interesting what he highlights here. Famines, pestilences, um, yeah, war and so forth. Mm. Now... You go go back to Leviticus. Okay. So this is this is the covenant blessings and the curses. Okay. All right. So go to Leviticus twenty six, verse twenty five and twenty six. If you could read that, please. So this is in the covenant blessings and curses. The Bible says, and I will bring a sword against you that will execute the vengeance of the covenant. When you are gathered together within your cities, I will send pestilence among you, and you shall be delivered into the hand of the enemy. When I have cut off your supply of bread, ten women shall bake your bread in one oven, and they shall bring back your bread by weight, and you shall eat and not be satisfied. Okay, so as part of the covenant curses, God said, if you turn your back against me, if you tell me to take a hike, if you leave me my word, my law, if you decide you no longer want to live in harmony with my plans for you, because when God pulled the children of Israel out of Egypt, what's the first thing that he gave them? The Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. That's the covenant that God made with Israel um, there on Mount Sinai. And here we have as part of the consequences, you can call them curses, I'll call them consequences. Mm -hmm. The consequences of turning our backs on God, God says, I will bring the sword. That's war. Yes. In Matthew 24. Pestilence. 
We've got pestilence there in Matthew 24. And I'll cut off your supply of bread. What's that? That's famine. Mm -hmm. So in Matthew 24 here, we have a repetition of what happened before Jerusalem was destroyed. Mm. There was war, nation rising against nation. There was famine and pestilence. And so it's interesting, in the ancient world, whenever... Uh, one kingdom or one nation wanted to subdue another and wanted to destroy another, they would, they would come and surround their city. You know, Jerusalem was surrounded by the Roman armies. Okay, so what's the first thing that happens? There's no food. No food going in and out because, you know, their, their food supply was where? Siege. Outside the city. You yes. know, that's where they had their field. So they could no longer go out to get their food and bring it back in because their homes were in the city and outside were their fields. So there's famine. What goes along with famine? Disease, mm-hmm. pestilence. And then finally, finally, the armies broke through and there's the war, there's the sword, there's the destruction. And so these three go hand in hand. And what are we discovering right now we are facing in the world? Are the we same fa- three things. The same three things. We're facing wars and rumors of wars. Pandemics and pestilence and disease, diseases on the right. We're not just talking about like COVID, pestilence. We're talking about diseases and especially our Western diseases. What are they? Heart disease. Diabetes. Yeah, diabetes, cancer, mm-hmm. um, you know, or Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. dementia. They're some of the biggest, they're some of the biggest killers that we have at the moment in the West. And so we've got these diseases and then famine. And you've got war that's creating famines. In the world, and you've got people that, you know, and then not to mention earthquakes. It's interesting, the earthquake one. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about why earthquakes? I think I've mentioned this in the past at times. Well, they come without warning. Exactly. They come without warning, number one. Number two, they're the most destructive Yes. of all the natural disasters yes. uh, because there is no warning and, you know, people's lives are snuffed out in a matter of moments. Yeah. And number three... When earthquakes strike in the Bible, they're often associated with people turning to God. Mm-hmm. It's like a wake-up call. Yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah, you thought got about that. that yeah, in the New Testament, in the New Testament, you've got you know the earthquake at the cross and the centurion. You've got the jailer. Um, you've got the greatest earthquake ever that will usher in the second coming of Jesus. Now, what's interesting if you go to Jeremiah, check this out in Jeremiah. Okay, God says. Jeremiah 24, 10. If you want to read Jeremiah 24, verse 10 to begin with. And I will send the sword, the famine, and the pestilence among them till they are consumed from the land that I gave to them and their fathers. Ah, so this is Jeremiah warning the people of Jerusalem. Exactly. He's warning them. If you continue to turn your back on the God who has delivered you, that wants to bless you, this will happen. Mm-hmm. The land that I gave to their fathers, that is covenant language. Mm-hmm. That is covenant language. That is reminding them of what we read earlier in Leviticus 26, 25 and 26, where God says choose. And it's interesting, those three appear not once, but they appear a number of times in Jeremiah. That's Jeremiah right. 29, have a look, at 17 and 18. Jeremiah 29, 17 and 18, the Bible here reads, 
Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will send on them the sword, the famine, and the pestilence, and will make them like rotten figs that cannot be eaten. They are so bad, and I will pursue them with the sword, with famine, and with pestilence, and I will deliver them to trouble among all the kingdoms of the earth, to be a curse and astonishment, a hissing and a reproach among all the nations where I have driven them. Can you see that? I can see there's sword, a common famine, theme. It's all the way through. So what happened in Jerusalem 70 AD happened in 586 BC when Jerusalem was first destroyed, which will happen at the end of time. It's the same deal, mm-hmm. the exact same deal. Amazing. Um, now, if you want to go to one more, and then we're going to go to the news in a little bit, then I'm going to share with you something that's absolutely mind-boggling, which I'm sure you have not seen because I only saw it a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> right. um, you may have, you may have. I might be jumping <laughs> to it. All right, where are we here? We've only got a few seconds left, and we want to go to Jeremiah 14, 12, and 13. 14, 12, and 13. When they fast, I will not hear their cry. And when they offer burnt offering and grain offering, I will not accept them. But I will consume them by the sword, by famine, and the, by the pestilence. Mm-hmm. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, the prophets say to them, You shall not see the sword, nor shall you have famine, but I will give you assured peace in this place. False ah. prophets! So the false prophet says, Peace, peace. Yes! What do they say at the end? Peace and safety. Peace and safety, and are there false prophets in Matthew 24? Yes. Yes, there are. Is there lawlessness? Yes. yes. Going away from God. Oh, I'm telling you, this is just... That's a good one right it's there. It's huge, huge, huge. There's a few good anyway, dots there's, there, there's more. It gets better. Well, let's listen to <laughs> Catherine Scott as she brings to us the song, I Belong. Then we will have the news and continue with these amazing thoughts. Trust 
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. to us here on the Looking Up program and uh, just a little reminder as we continue in our Bible study, Pastor Danny is sharing some amazing insights here from Scripture that we have a giveaway for our listeners. The giveaway is a little book. It's entitled if I'm not mistaken here Assurance Justification Made Simple by Doug Batchelor. If you're interested in obtaining your copy there might be one available. Just text in the code word LU23 JUST, J-U-S-T Text that into this number, 0488-817-624. And if you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you as well. Mm, amen. Amen. All right. Well, we were in, um, we were in some very exciting um, territory, weren't we? Yes, as we, we were. were. As we were unpacking the words of Jesus in Matthew 24. Um, you know, insights that God you know, has shared with me as I was just reading Scripture and wanting to go deeper. You know, Jesus always has a deeper message. The scriptures, yeah, they're simple mm-hmm. for a five-year-old to understand. Praise the Lord for that. But they are also deep. And the more we look, the more we pray, the more we study, the more we compare, the more we read over that one passage. That's mm-hmm. probably a good tip. Read the passage over and over and over again. Read other connecting passages. Do word searches and try and connect the dots and you pick up some amazing things. Absolutely. Yeah, It keeps the scholars busy and the children can enjoy it too. The Bible's amazing. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. It's, it's, the, ultimate, it's the ultimate internet, the Bible. Um, <laughs> you know, just surfing the Bible. You, you, can't, you can't beat surfing the scriptures. Lots of text messages. Yeah, absolutely. The ultimate text messages. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we've connected Matthew 24 with what happened before the destruction of Jerusalem the first time in 586 BC. That also happened in 70 AD, those three particular items, you know, the war, the sword, mm-hmm. the famine, and the pestilence. And that would also happen at the very end of time because, you know, AD 70 and the destruction of Jerusalem mm-hmm. in AD 70 is really just a, a micro picture of what's going to happen on a worldwide basis at the end of time. Mm-hmm. It's probably good giving a good plug here on the book, The Great Controversy. Um, yes. You were sharing in the break that you... you handed it to a lady or you offered it to a lady just the other day while you were yeah, at the shops? That's right. 
She was, um, we had a little interchange because I paid for my groceries with my watch. Mm-hmm. As millennials do. as millenn- <laughs> you, you don't do that, Peter. You don't fa- pay for your groceries with your watch. No, neither do I. Well, I'm still a little bit skeptical about it. I'm a Gen Xer and Peter's, a, uh, he's a boomer. Isn't that right, right? You're a boomer and I'm an Xer. I'm a Gen Xer. <laughs> well, whatever I am, I paid You're for You're a millennial. Okay. You're a millennial. I paid for my groceries with my watch and I said, oh, it's a little bit scary, isn't it? And she said, yeah, it is. She said, I heard about it in America and I don't know if this is true, but this is what she said she'd heard. She said that people were getting chips in their hand and oh. I said um, they could pay with things, you know, with a microchip in their hand. And I said, oh, wow, well, that, that sounds... you never lose your wallet. Yeah, that sounds interesting, <laughs> doesn't it? And I said, I think it's all heading where the Bible says it will head at the end of time. And she nodded and she mm-hmm. said, yes, this is the lady at the checkout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I had uh, my mum with me. She had one great controversy that she'd brought to Queen in case we met somebody uh-huh. and so ran back and I, I told her here you'll you'll enjoy this read this mm. and uh, you know yeah you just never know but people are open and interested as they see what's happening yeah in the world. That, that book the great controversy that's the book that everyone needs to read yeah especially the last couple of chapters right? oh, I mean the whole thing is the excellent whole, the whole thing, but it's, probably it's a the last 10 chapters I would say yeah in particular are really focused on where we're at night right now you know totally with, agree. Um, you know, the the final deception and, you know, can the dead speak to us and so forth, looking at, you know, spiritualism mm-hmm. and the birth of spiritualism and how that's going to play a part at the end. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, chapter 30, uh, 33, 34, yeah. uh, those two chapters. And then chapter 35 is liberty of conscience yes. threatened yes. and all the way through. So I would, yeah, if, if you want to just sort of go right into the deep end, start off in chapter yep. 33 yep. and read those last 10 chapters to chapter 42 and then begin at the beginning. Yeah. We're basically living through those last we chapters are, right we are, now. We are literally living those chapters right now. Now, it's interesting because the great controversy begins, chapter 1 begins with the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. Amazing. It begins there and the author, Alan White, inspired by God in a beautiful and miraculous way to write that book, even though the devil tried to take her out. Maybe one day we can do a program on the book, The Great Controversy, and, you know, and, and the background to how it came to be. Mm-hmm. But... This book begins with, yeah, the destruction of Jerusalem, the comparison between what happened 2,000 years ago in 70 AD and what's going to happen today. And like you're gripped from that very first chapter. So even if you begin right at the beginning, mm-hmm. it's like gripping, reading, and it's just, it just, it's just mind-boggling stuff. It's just powerful Amazing. stuff. So anyway, we'd encourage everyone. You can, and you, if you don't have the book, there are some people that don't like reading or can't read. Yeah. There are some online. Yeah. That's right. You can go listen online for free. I am. I have actually got this thing called Luminate. Uh huh. And uh, have you heard of Dwell? Dwell. Yeah, I no. don't want to take up too much. No, time no, 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 no. Uh, well, Dwell is like a, an audio app. You can listen to the Bible. You can change the pace, change the voice, oh, wow. change the background music, change the version. So that's of an the app, Bible. is it? Yeah, you have to pay for it. But yeah. now there's a version of like Dwell, but it's called Luminate, oh. and it, you can do the same thing. You've got different voices, so you can have a male voice, a female voice, a wow. different American accent, British accent, and I've got here the Great Controversy. Um, I can change the speed, the background music, the... Wow. Yeah, it's a beautiful... Illuminate. Yeah, illuminate. I am jotting that down. Not not illuminate, illuminate. Luminate, luminate, luminate. As in L-U-M-I-N-A-T-E. Correct. And And that's uh, an app. Yes, it's an app. You have to pay for it, but it's totally worth it. Oh, yeah. And and you can get, like, they've put collections of stories and all kinds of things. Wow, fantastic. There you go, folks. So, yeah, for those who like to listen, prefer to listen, go for it. Um, Now, it's interesting, as as we're looking to join the dots, so we've got, you know, war, sword, famine, pestilence, okay? Guess what's one of the main contributors 
to bringing about you know these three items which brings about ultimate destruction go over to Jeremiah, we're in Jeremiah, Jeremiah yes. chapter 7, verse 4 and 5 and 6 and 7. Do not trust in these lying words saying, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. Okay, so before you go, these are the lying prophets that we read of earlier. Right. They're saying, we've got the temple in our midst, we don't need to worry, all is well, God is not going to do what Jeremiah says he will do, destroy this city, destroy this temple, we've got the temple here. All right. Keep going. For if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if you do not oppress the stranger, the fatherless and the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place or walk after other gods to your hurt, then I will cause you to dwell in this place in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. Wow. Okay. Check this out, Sharissa. Mm -hmm. God is saying... If you do the following, you will continue to dwell in this land. Okay. Which is what? Taking care of the stranger, the fatherless, yeah. and the widow. Instead, what were they doing? They were oppressing the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. Now, if you go over to uh, Jeremiah 22 and verse 3, and then I'm just going to make a couple of comments after you read Jeremiah 22, verse 3. Thus says the Lord, execute judgment and righteousness and deliver the plundered out of the hand of the oppressor. Do no wrong and do no violence to the stranger, the fatherless, or the widow, nor shed innocent blood in this place. Okay. These are the three most vulnerable groups of people in society. Mm-hmm. And they were being exploited in the days of Jeremiah, they were being exploited once again in the days before the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. Guess what? These three groups are being exploited today. Mm. Famine, pestilence, and the sword are contributing to the exploitation of these individuals. Think of the migration crisis we have in the world. Are people risking life and limb in order to cross from where they live to another place, yes. a place of refuge from South America, yeah. you know, Latin America into North America. Yeah. You've got from North Africa into Europe. Yes. Okay. Why are they leaving? Because of famine, which often, more often than not, is not caused by the climate. It's caused by what? War and internal conflict, and just gangs and violence and drugs and so on and so forth. So what God is saying here to Israel, he's saying, if you continue in your ways, if you continue in your ways, what will happen is this. You're going to, you're going to create war. Okay, War is going to create famine, which is also going to create disease and, and, and people's ability to live and sustain life will be threatened. And as a result, as a result, the ones that are going to suffer the most are not the well-to-do in the Western world. Hello? Mm. Not the well-to-do in the Western world, but those who live in the third world, those who are doing it tough. Mm -hmm. And in the days of Israel, those who were doing it tough were the stranger, they were the fatherless, and they were the widow. And they were not being taken care of because there wasn't justice in the land. And yet they had false prophets saying, God is with us, we don't need to worry, everything's hunky-dory, when it wasn't. Wow. So can you see that we have the exact same scenario now? As we are moving away from God's word and God's law, that's the covenant. 
We're creating misery. And as a result of the misery, the most vulnerable are suffering. And when the most vulnerable suffer, God says, I'm stepping in. Mm. Well, praise God Judgment is coming. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. So the second coming is God's way of bringing about righteous judgment on those who are being oppressed. Amen. And today there's so much oppression. And so those who are called to preach the gospel, which is the last message that needs to go, nothing's going to stop the gospel. What's the gospel all about? What did Jesus say? Let, let, let's, go to, let's go to what Jesus came to do. Luke chapter 4, his mission statement. Check this out. I'm telling you, Sharissa. This, and this one the Lord just gave me now. So I hadn't, I hadn't come up with this one earlier. Um, is it Luke chapter 4? Where's Jesus' mission statement um, when he goes into Nazareth? I know it's in Luke. Um, where are we here? Verse 18. Verse 18. Is it? Yes, yes, verse 18. Thank you very much. Do you want to, do you want to read? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go verse 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Who? Those who are? Oppressed. <gasps> Keep going. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Wow! He's quoting, Jesus is quoting from the book of Isaiah. Okay, that's the gospel prophet of the Old Testament. Amen. How many chapters in Isaiah? 66. How many books of the Bible? 66. I'm telling you. And the first 39 are one section. Wow. And the next 27 are another section in the book of Isaiah. That's amazing, isn't it? The Old and New Testament. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> and so you have here Jesus tapping into the scriptures saying, I have come to share the gospel and the gospel is about setting the oppressed free, bringing justice, showing mercy, showing kindness, showing love. Micah chapter 6 verse 8. you got to read Micah chapter 6 verse 8. I love As we're pulling the pieces together. Even Peter's getting excited. He's getting excited. He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Wow. And why was Jesus crucified? One of the main reasons was because he did this. Mm. And they hated him for it. And in fact, in fact, in Luke chapter 4, because they were looking for a warrior Messiah, not one who was going to set the oppressed free, Mm -hmm. If you keep reading, and we don't have the time to read, um, where he says to them, you know, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The Bible says, you know, they took him, they took him out of that synagogue. They marched him to the brow of the hill there in, in Nazareth, in his hometown, where he spent 30 years almost, mm. and they were going to throw him off the cliff. Mm. This is against the grain. And so when we preach the gospel, when we share this message of love and truth, when the gospel is preached at the end of the world, it's going to be against the grain and it's going to cause the world to want to turf the people of God off the side of the cliff. Mm. So the gospel will be victorious. Isn't that powerful? It is powerful. Praise so God there you the go, gospel. Matthew 24 in a very different way. That was good. I like that. Well, we're going to listen to J.J. Heller bring to us the song Neighbor. It's a piano version. And after this, Pastor Danny will have some final thoughts as we wrap up this Bible study. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes it's easier to jump to conclusions Than walk across the street It's like I'd rather fill the blanks with illusions Than take the time to see You are trying to close the back door of your car You are balancing the groceries and a baby in your arms You are more than just a sign in your front yard You are my neighbor I can get so lost in the mission Defending what I think I've been surfing on a sea of opinions But just behind the screen You are grateful that the workday's finally done You are stuck in miles of traffic Looking at your phone You are trying to feel You are my neighbor When the chasm between us feels so wide That it's hard to imagine the other side But we don't have to see things eye to eye JJ Heller, neighbor, and we have come to the end of our program today. It's been so good to have your company, and uh, we did get some texts from some of our listeners. Thanks for the feedback, and um, we especially a shout out here to John who sent us some great, um, great content in text. Here, we will be covering those um, mm, texts we will. Thank in you, John. future uh, episodes. So, we thank will. you for alerting us to these things, Pastor Danny. As we wrap up today's Bible study, what would you like to leave with our listeners? Well, I'd like to encourage our listeners just to continue to 
to focus on Jesus. Really, he needs to be our continual focus. Um, you know, we call it the looking up show because Jesus said when you see all these things, look up because your redemption is drawing near. And, you know, the author of, of Hebrews, which I believe is the Apostle Paul in Hebrews 12, says looking unto Jesus. Yeah the author and finisher of our faith. So I believe if ever there was a time when we needed to spend more time with Jesus, looking to him, beholding him, it is today. Because it's true, you know, the, the stuff that's going on around us is, is uh, yeah, pretty frightening to say the least. But if you have Christ in your life, if you're looking to him, you know where all this is leading and you can have confidence, you know, confidence in the midst of the chaos and the confusion if you've got Christ in mm. your vessel. So I want to sort of um, share here a final text here that Jesus shared in Matthew 24, and he talks about he talks about his coming. You know, he talks about this tribulation um, that will be followed by the second coming, this time of trouble such as the world has never seen that will usher in the second coming of Jesus. It says, then, this is Matthew 24, verse 30. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. You remember the disciples asked, you know, what will be the sign of your coming? Yes. You know, and the, and the end of the age, Jesus said, you know, the gospel is going to go to the whole world. Yes. What will be the sign that the gospel has gone to the whole world? Uh-huh. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. Then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Amen. So there are two groups here. There are those who mourn. Mm-hmm. There are those who are the elect. One group cry for the mountains to fall on them and the rocks, and the other group cry out, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he has come to save us. This is the group that held fast to Jesus. They kept looking to Jesus, spent time in his word, and they shared this message of hope with those around them. They stand true and they are ready for the kingdom. So we want to be part of that. We want to be part of the the elect. (laughs) Amen. Well, would you pray for us as we close? Sure. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for your word, the sure word of prophecy. And as we see this world spiraling out of control and the craziness that um, is all around us. Uh, We thank you that we have uh, the certainty of Jesus. We have the certainty knowing where this train is heading and what Mm -hmm. the final station is. And may we all be on this train that is heading to the kingdom, be part of the elect. Lord, we're looking forward to seeing you come. We know your coming is drawing soon. May we share this good news with others and prepare others as well for your soon return is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining us for our program today. We've really enjoyed your company. And if you are listening to Pastor Danny's final words there and think, you know what, I really need to know God. I Mm. don't know Jesus personally for myself. I I don't know how to study the Bible. We'd love to hear from you because we could connect you with a local Faith FM representative Mm. who would be able to put you in touch with some great material that would help you um, in that journey. It's the best journey that you could ever take, getting to know the Lord and walking with God. So, yeah, give us a text if that's you, 0488-817-624. In the meantime, stay on this radio channel because there's much more wonderful content still ahead. We have the Drive Time Show coming to us live from Adelaide, and uh, we will be back again same time next week as we continue looking at these things. But until then, remember that fear looks around. Regret looks back, 
But faith always looks up, and that's what this show is all about. We want to strengthen our faith in Jesus. So God bless you. We'll see you next week. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up When there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me